Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, it is Tuesday, December 12th, and we are the Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, apps, discussion, emails, feedback from you, the audience, and general love fest around Android. I'm Ron Richards, and with me as always is... Quinn Dwight And of course... Michelle Ramon. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey! Glad to be back another week. Another week, it's almost, this is our second to last show of the year, of 2023, and we couldn't <sighs> think of any better person to have on the show... Uh, then uh, when what what is his title uh, these past couple of months? Uh, total totally normal audience member. Total totally normal audience member. <laughs> totally odd, normal audience member, Mr. Jason Hal. Hi, welcome back to the so show, Jason. To How are you, my friend? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. Totally normal things around yeah, totally here. Normal. Totally Everything, normal. Totally yeah. normal audience member, Jason. Uh, so, Howell. Jason, you've had a busy week, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, it's been it's been yeah. quite a week, let me tell you. Um, and I was actually just saying earlier today that I think I'm busier in unemployment <laughs> than I was working at Twit. But yeah, for those who have not heard yet, after 13 years, I was laid off from my uh, position at Twit. And, you know, you can kind of thank uh, the economy, thank the weird kind of turn and, and position that podcasting and advertising and all that kind of finds itself in right now. But um, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a sad day, but it was like, I also completely understood the reason why. And, 
you know, there's there's no bad blood. There's nothing like that. It's it's all good for my for my eyes. Yeah, I mean, it so. it, it, for, it it echoes six months ago when they ended all about Android, and it was like, yeah. yeah, we understand, and we still we still love Leo, we still love Lisa, we still love Burke, we still love everybody there at Twit. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it, they'll probably agree agree with me when I say it's their loss. You know, like you and Ant and Victor are just awesome talent, and but it's the reality of business, and that's you know, yeah. yeah, so and. And I don't think I'm speaking, you know, out out of turn to say that they really, truly did not want yeah, to nobody. lay any of us off. They, and, and I could tell that when, you know, when we had our conversation, this was not something that was done, you know, for any other reason than it was just a necessity based on the climate of things right now. And I get it. I completely get it. You know, and I also, I've been there 13 years. Like that's I've a, done that's a, run, a lot dude. of time working for Twit, longer than I've worked for any company yeah. before. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of been an opportunity to kind of t- uh, turn toward the unknown and, be, and get, you know, get really curious and go, okay, well, what can I do now? Like, it really opens up the door for so many cool things. Well, so before we get into the show and before we get into some other stuff, to that point, Jason, wh- how can people follow along with you and find you, basically? So, well... So I've been primarily pointing people to freejasonnewsletter.com, which is just a short URL that directs you to a substack that I set up, which if you want to know that address is jasonhowell.substack.com. But basically that's kind of like, as the, that URL says, that's, that's like a free place that you can subscribe so that you don't, because I, I wanted to, like, there's so many different places that people can follow, you know, people online. And I wanted to just have one definitive place to say, you know what, if you follow there, you're going to know everything that I'm up to because I'm not going to be at Twit anymore. So that's where you go. And then I also have a, a Patreon that I set up pretty quickly, patreon.com slash Jason Howell. That is a, it's a paid Patreon. Obviously you could do free if you like, um, but you're not going to get many of the posts, but really because it's so vague, if you go there and you read through like what you get at this point, it's really vague because I'm truly building my business in real time. You know, the whole, the old adage of building the plane while you're flying it. That's really what I'm doing right now. And so that Patreon is really set up as a, a way for people who care deeply and want to kind of be involved because my plan is to really kind of hit up patrons and, you know, have some, uh, have some office hours that are specific to them. And, you know, at some point I need to set up a discord, but just have an open line of communication so that I can uh, communicate with, with you folks and you can communicate with me and we can kind of see what, what Jason does next, you know, together. Yeah. Well, I signed up. I'm excited to see what you do. I know. Yeah. Thank you, Ron. So did you win? You totally didn't have to, by the no, way. No, we, we want to support you. Well, to that, though, um, I think, Win Michelle, do we need to change Jason's title now for on Andrew I think we Faithful? do. Yeah. Yeah. No, do we? To- totally normal audience member no longer, but totally normal host. <laughs> Woo! That's right. Yes. It should probably come as very little surprise to anyone that... <laughs> If I'm coming onto the show, if, you know, after getting laid off at Twitter, I, I, there's the possibility that I might join Android Faithful. And I mean, at the end of the day, you guys, like, we had such a really, such a wonderful thing going with all about Android. Yep. Um, not just from a news perspective, but from. Like when I when I think about what my life was like for for the 13 years that All About Android existed and then when it went away the last handful of months, like I'm not only not talking about Android, this this topic that I'm passionate about. I know you all are, too, but I'm also not hanging out with my friends and being nerd nerdy geeks with them and talking about 
you know, stuff that's related and then unrelated. And, you know, it's, it's a weekly hangout session. And that's what I always loved about all about Android. And so, of course, I'm so happy to be invited into the fold and to join you on Android Faithful every week. I'm happy to be well, here. Well, we, we are delighted. As people in the live stream chat are saying, the band is back together. Jason, full-time member of Android Faithful moving forward. Um, <laughs> so we're super, super excited about that. Um, can, I, can I add two more things? Yeah, sure. Two more quick yeah. things? One, I promise you this lighting setup is not my permanent setup. It looks awful. I look like I'm a hostage in a hostage video or something. That is not true. This is just what I could throw together uh, in short term. And two, should we reveal the, the whole song thing? Uh, we might, if we want to, if we want to go behind the scenes. Uh, here, let me do this, Surya. Uh, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is something we were song, waiting huh? for another time. No, but... let's do it now. Why not? <laughs> Y'all like that song? Y'all yeah, like you that like song, that? Didn't you? Yep. That was that was me. That was me. I, I created Jason that. I was really proud of it, and I'm so happy that it's you really guys good. liked it and, and integrated it. And J- Jason came to our rescue when we were starting the show up, and and like me and Wynn and Michelle were pulling all the pieces together, and I'm like texting Jason. I'm like, how are we gonna do it? I'm like, oh, I need to find I need to find some royalty free crap song, and Jason's like, well, hold on, and then like a day later sent us that. I think it was like the first, <laughs> like it was like the first take or second, like it was it was like really early. It was like yeah. nailed it, and we're like, yes. So Jason. Even though you didn't know it, Jason's been with us since the beginning. Um, there we but, go. There uh, we go. Yeah, a little behind the scenes. I know. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to. I don't. I talk too much, so I don't want to speak for Michelle and and Win. But I will say, I am delighted. Not only you know for the behind the scenes, you know, spreading out the work that we've talked about already, but also yeah. just the fact that your perspective on Android, I think, is so wonderful and so grounded, and it's like part of what made the magic of all about Android for twelve years. And so, Absolutely. you know, the future is bright for Android Faithful, I think. So, yay. Yeah. I'm so excited, you guys. It's so great to be here yeah. with you all. Awesome. Um, so, you guys want to do a show then? Shall we do it? Um, yeah, we yeah. should. Do it. Before <laughs> we get started, though, I will remind everybody, and I didn't do it last week because we had Eric from Beeper on, which, by the way, again, that's crazy. Um, this is your last chance to nominate any best of moments. I think we just had one, actually. But um, to nominate any best of moments, uh, uh, we, we haven't gotten a lot. So if we're going to pull together a best of episode, we need your help. So go to tinyurl.com slash AF best of 23. It's linked in the show notes. It's linked in, in the post on androidfaithful.com. You can find the link there. I'll post it to social. I'll post it to Twix and to Mastodon and to uh, Facebook and everything. Please help us tell us your favorite moments of the show going back to July so we can put together something for you. Because um, if not, we won't might not have one So because we're running out of time. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, please, we need your help. Thank you very much there, everyone. Um, and with that, we're going to get into the news and Jason, you picked a hell of a week to come back to the show. Jeez, uh-huh. no that's for sure. Uh, the, I mean, this is a stacked week. I was like, okay, I got to hit the ground it running really is. here. I'll, I'll be honest, like since all about Android, my like regular like updating myself on on Android news to the degree that we do it for a show like this has really fallen <laughs> fallen off a little bit. So it's going to take me a couple of weeks to get back into the flow. Get on the get on the horse, my friend, because. Uh, yep. Last week, we were so excited to have Eric from Beeper on to talk about Beeper Mini. And then we got on the Beeper Mini roller coaster. Um, so I'm sure everyone listening and watching is aware of it, but I'm going to, I'm going to plow through kind of what has happened since we hung up with Eric last Tuesday. Um, so Beeper Mini was introduced to the world. Uh, and then ceremoniously on December 8th, uh, Apple killed it. 
uh, <laughs> Apple was able to figure out how they were doing it. And uh, we started getting reports that Bieber Mini was going offline, that it wasn't working. Uh, and then ultimately it got confirmed uh, that it was was indeed Apple that did it. Um, Apple, uh, and honestly, I'm not surprised. Um, I, I do think it's important to read their actual statement because they give a, a better sense of it. But they said, you know, blah, blah, blah. They build products, blah, blah, blah. We took steps to protect our users by blocking techniques that exploit fake, fake credentials in order to gain access to iMessage. These techniques pose significant risks to user security and privacy, including the potential for metadata exposure and enabling unwanted messages, spam and phishing attacks. We'll continue to make updates in the future to protect our users. I totally understand that because just because Eric and the beeper team are kind hearted and not, and using this for the right reasons doesn't mean that someone else couldn't figure it out and then spam mm. it, you know, like, so I understand why they needed to take the step. I think it's great that Eric and the beeper team uh, did it in the first place though, because it really proved the point. Um, and so in the meantime, the beeper team scrambled and then over the weekend got it back which is great. Um, so Beeper Mini is now back working. Uh, it no longer authenticates to iMessage via your phone number. You now need to provide your Apple ID. And I'll be honest, a lot, I was really disappointed in some of the tech press because like here we are looking at The Verge where they said it's back, but now it's a downgrade. And people were somewhat complaining because going the Apple ID route meant that you were messaging with somebody uh, via iMessage via your email address and not your phone number. Right. And so it was, it was another hurdle to explain to somebody, no, no, add me under my email, under my Apple ID, not my phone number and yada, yada. So, so there are some people who are critical of it, but I've got to applaud them for, you know, in less than a week getting a fix out there and getting it working. Um, but while all that drama was happening in the span of a couple of days, mainstream media picked it up. I saw it in the Washington Post. I saw it. Uh, Michelle, you said you saw it in a couple of places, right? Where did you see it? Yeah, in the Morning Brew newsletter. Yeah. Um, mm. So I saw, I saw it in Fortune. I saw it in Forbes. I saw it in like mainstream newsletter. And then I, like my eyes popped out of my head when I saw uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, react to the Verge article and tweet uh, or, or post on Twix. Uh, the green bubble texts are less secure. So why would Apple block a new app allowing Android users to chat with iPhone users on iMessage? Big tech executives are protecting profits by squashing competitors. Chatting between different platforms should be easier, easy, easy and secure. Um, so bravo to Senator Warren. And then uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar also chimed in, um, sharing the fact that Beeper testified at a hearing about the impact of monopoly power and innovation. And now we're seeing that impact in real time. Apple is blocking their app that increases choice and convenience. We must pass legislation to stop this anti-competitive abuse, um, which is just wild. The fact that it is um, uh, got to the level that it did in, in, within the government. Um, I will applaud uh, Eric uh, Mijakovsky. I know we said it correctly last week. A great job, Win, saying that. Um, you know, not only in their scramble to fix Beeper Mini, but to keep on message and have the talking points and explaining exactly what happened. And you can go to the blog.beeper.com and read everything. They explain everything that happened and respond, respond, a great response to Apple statement. Um, and basically throwing the gauntlet down with Apple and offering to, uh, share their entire code base with a mutually agreed third-party security research firm to prove to Apple that they're not doing anything malicious. And then furthermore, conceding to Apple that if you're concerned about this, we'll 
insert a pager emoji to all metadata sent via Beeper Mini so users know it's coming from us. Like Eric uh, Migakovsky and Brad Murray, uh, the Beeper co-founders, are they are they are saying the right things. They're doing the right things. The statement that Eric made to the press, which was similar to what he said on our show a week ago, he doesn't understand why Apple wants to have their users be messaging insecurely to Android users because there's no encryption on SMS, um, which is a which is a 100% clear you know kind of a, a you know thing that's happening and should be fixed. So, what a roller coaster. Uh, Jason, were you following along on this, or what? What, what did you think of all this? Yeah, no, I definitely following along. In fact, we, um, well, I, uh, Micah Sargent and I spoke with Eric on uh, Tech News Weekly, <laughs> my last show at Twit, uh, last Thursday as well. And what I found interesting during that conversation, this was prior to kind of the resurgence here. Actually, it was prior to it being knocked out because at the time it was still working. This was just last Thursday, last Thursday, I believe. Yeah, and. Um, we were really pressing Eric on on the, you know the the seriousness of Apple in its business and how it protects its its uh it you know what it sees as its kind of its its premium reasons to keep people well more or less locked into the Apple ecosystem and and not on Android and he had a really hard time answering it very very directly and clearly it really kind of seemed like he didn't want to answer it and what i what i think now is I, I look back on this all happening there almost immediately after, and I wonder if he kind of had some some insight into the challenges that they were about to face and didn't want to kind of name it at that point. It's a total guess. But, um, but yeah, I mean, no matter what, when you're going around something like this, especially with a company like Apple, you better believe Apple is going to do what it can to control this in any way, shape, or form. If Apple really wanted to you know to roll out this feature set to people it would and it and it continually chooses not to except for you know this RCS concession that they're doing right now which is better than nothing but i think eric is really smart at really doubling down on the fact that yeah hey, you know what this would actually be the most secure for everyone and that's not just android users you know finally winning something because they get their their iMessage that they've been whining and complaining about for so very long it's that apple and android users can have very secure conversations with each other and at the end of the day apple don't you want everybody to be protected like that's a really great uh perspective I, I, to, to uh do i will give credit to uh, marcello in the in the chat who said uh he admits he's being cynical but he's guessing this is playing out exactly how the folks at beeper expected it to play out which oh 100 yeah. oh, yeah. you better believe they didn't know that that apple was going to have some sort of reaction yeah. and that they were going to face some challenges like this yeah i do think it was a bit I mean, the way they played it out, they, it, it felt like Eric was a little actually surprised that they would do this. Like, I didn't, a lot of us thought there's no way they wouldn't respond. There's no way Apple wouldn't take notice and immediately try to kill it as soon as possible. Mm. And, uh, you know, they do have every right to do so because I, I think, like, Senator Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar, they're kind of saying that, like, you know, Apple shouldn't be squashing a competitor, although in in this case, Beeper Mini isn't actually competing with iMessage. It's yeah. piggybacking off of iMessage servers. So technically, you know, Apple does have every right to kill it, right. as they did. Yeah, they're know? footing the bill for but, the server yeah. time. Yeah. Too, mm-hmm. so. But then w- when you actually read into Apple's statement, they're doing this kind of thing that you see all the time with big tech companies. They have their public intentions and their private intentions. Publicly is saying they're protecting users, they're protecting privacy, they're mitigating spam. And it is true to some degree, yeah. because there's a, such a high barrier to entry 
country to use iMessage, you have to buy an iPhone, you have to buy a Mac, you have to buy these hundreds of dollars worth of hardware to even access their messaging service. That does mitigate how much spam is being allowed on iMessage. Um, but at the same time, because they have such a high barrier to entry requiring you to buy a piece of Apple hardware that also has the, app, the benefit of locking users into that ecosystem and also just getting Apple more money to access their specific service. So their public message is, oh, we're protecting Apple users' privacy and security by limiting iMessage and not allowing you know anyone to make an account, which is true, but privately behind the scenes, if you were to somehow get access to all their internal chats, I bet they were probably very worried that this is going to affect our share price. This yeah. is going to affect our ability to lock users into iOS. This is going to drive some users to adopt Android and then use Beeper Mini instead of buying an iPhone and using iMessage on our hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about the exclusivity. And I mean, that's a very valid and very strong you know, business strategy. And we already talked about this in relation to the Apple Watch because that's a huge driver. And that's why they dropped their project to have Apple Watches be compatible with Android. This is more or less kind of a similar you know, strategy. I did see a thread that Eric linked by Corey Doctorow. Um, oh. And he did mention, and it was a good point. This Now this is a different situation, but he did mention like, kind of like the role that reverse engineering can play in kind of like the broader tech ecosystem. And he made a kind of a, and, and it's again, it's not the same thing. I do think there's something to be said about the fact that they're going through Apple servers. So even though it's probably just the tiniest little mini dent in like multi-billion dollar companies server time, it is something worth to be said that, you know, back in the day, a company called Apple reverse engineered the proprietary formats of Microsoft Office and created, you know, pages and numbers and, you know, Mac, Mac, you know, Mac ecosystem apps that could, you know, work with the proprietary systems. And, you know, the, the, the threat is long and interesting. And it goes into something called adversarial competition or ComCom and kind of like the value in having reverse engineering and this kind of anti-competitive, you know, fight kind of keep big companies in check. Um, I, I, it's a lot, it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a viewpoint. I don't necessarily think that that's, you know, the be all and, and all of it. And certainly, you know, as, as you said, there's probably good points that Apple is making, but I do think there's a lot of size to the story and it, and I, I will say, you know, given some of the other things we're going to talk about this evening, I do appreciate the Congress women jumping in, the Congress folks jumping in, but it is a very interesting time for them to hop into any competitive. It, it feels almost like piggybacking. I was like, hey, we're fighting it's all proving, these anti-competitive battles. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it, but it, but the, the thing is, is that, they, I mean, both Amy Klobuchar is sponsoring the legislation she was referring to around that. Yeah. And Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren is calling for, for you know, they're, you know, you know, rallying against big tech in favor of the little guy and that sort of thing. These mm-hmm. Of very political talking points that are convenient, but I mean, depends on where you fall on the side of the spectrum. Some people don't think they're wrong, and clearly they don't think they're wrong. So it is a little convenient in that regard. I will point out, and thank you, Win, for pointing out in the chat. By the way, and important to note is that as soon as Beeper Mini came back with this new fix, Eric and team uh, removed the subscription price. So now Beeper yes, Mini is yeah. free to use, right? Which again is like, I I, I gotta applaud Beeper and, yeah. and Eric and, yeah. and, Brad, and like class act all the way like i think the, yeah. the the whole approach they've done to this has been really really impressive and i've just got a ton of respect for them so and yeah. i think they i really truly it makes me feel like they really believe in the mission yeah. rather than the business like i mean as much as the business the mission is what matters i feel like i'm quoting a show but yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and michelle i'm stealing your point i mean can you make the point you just made in chat michelle like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is just a huge PR win for Google, and they didn't have to spend a single penny to do it. Yep. Like, they're just sitting <laughs> on the sidelines watching this all unfold. Yep. And as users criticize iMessage and Apple's lock, green bubble versus oh, yeah. blue bubble lock-in effect, and they don't have to spend a single dollar like they did on all the advertising they did to make their point. 
yep. because Beeper is doing it for them. Yep. Very cool. Um, well, that's a good transition. That's a good segue to because Google could use could use a win, couldn't they? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they could. They could. They could uh, definitely use the win yeah. because um, the other day the Epic v Google decision was finally reached and the jury unanimously answered yes to every question put before them. It was a very scathing defeat for Google at at the courthouse. Um, so the jury decided that. Um, the relevant markets in question that Google was alleged to, well, actually, it's not alleged anymore because they lost the case, to be anti-competitive, to be monopolistic in, were the Android app distribution market and Android app in-app billing services for digital goods and services transactions. And the jury decided that um, several of Google's arrangements or agreements with developers and OEMs, including the Google Play Developer Distribution Agreement, um, Project Hub, which allegedly saw Google pay out millions to game developers to keep their games on Google Play, and other things like the Mobile Application Distribution Agreement, or MADA, and Revenue Sharing Agreements, or RSA, with several OEMs, were unreasonable restraints of trade. And um, it's worth noting that the judge hasn't decided what the appropriate remedies will be, so we don't know exactly how Google will be forced to change its App Store and um, Google App licensing practices. But this case could have monumental consequences on Google's business. And if we get there, because Google's already come out and say that they're going to appeal. They're going to appeal, of course. But if this does stand, you know, and um, Google is forced to make changes, they could be forced to do things like um, allowing U.S. developers to implement third-party payment providers in their apps on Google Play. Because right now, if you're distributing an app on Google Play in the U.S., you have to use Google Play in-app billing. Um, Google could also be forced to stop you know, giving sweetheart deals to game developers in order to keep them on Google Play. Google could be forced to change its revenue sharing agreement terms with OEMs so that OEMs are no longer prohibited from preloading third-party app stores. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, a lot of OEMs aren't allowed to distribute Epic Game Store because of our RSA agreements with Google. And like a lot of these terms, things could be changed because of the outcome of this of this trial. We don't know exactly what will happen because that hasn't been decided. But um, what's really surprising about this case and what really shocked many is that Epic lost majorly in its case against Apple two years ago. Mm -hmm. Say for a single count, they lost almost everything, all their points. That case is still being um, appealed. Apple is appealing that to the Supreme Court because they did lose one count, that one on the anti-steering provision. But then this raises the question, like, why did Epic lose against Apple but not Google, you know? Android is way more open. They have sideloading. We have alternate app stores. We have what was AOSP. We have forks of Android everywhere. What was the difference in the two two cases? Well, there's some key differences in the two cases. Well, no, but um, I mean, but the biggest case was that the Apple case w- was up against a judge, and the Google case was up against a jury. I mean, that's that's one of that's that's, I, that's one of them. But as a matter of, as a matter of law, yeah. like the the, the reason right. the key difference is that ironically. It's the fact that um, Android is more of an open ecosystem that led to this situation being even possible. If Android had been a closed source operating system distributed only on Google hardware, then Apple, Epic probably would have lost this case just like they lost against Apple. But the problem is because Google made Android open and available to OEMs, um, in order to ensure that the Google Play Store and all their Google apps take the top spot, is distributed widely in all their apps, you know, they had to come up with all, a lot of these agreements, like the GMS licensing agreements, the MATA, and all these other res- requirements and restrictions and licensing, demon, licensing deals and revenue sharing agreements and all this other stuff. When you look at all of that stuff, it really looks like um, Google is kind of forcing OEMs to play by the ball. 
And it's those agreements that really, really made them look bad in this case. And that's kind of what led them to be labeled, um, you know, monopolistic in this case. Yeah. I think um, there was also a thing about the documentation. Like, basically, they couldn't get it. I'm sorry if I, you just, I was trying to find the, the, yeah, the yeah, quote. Yeah. But yeah, there's also in terms of just like the evidence and like the, the kind of like, you know, I guess the information that was able to be presented to uh, the jury, which, by the way, I think my husband said, and someone can back me up if I'm wrong about this, that the Apple trial was by was a ju- was 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 decided by a judge where this was a that's, jury. Yeah, that's so, the point I made earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. bad. Yeah. But also um, that the evidence is a bit different. Um, I think Epic's CEO, Tom Sweeney. Or Tim, sorry, Tim Sweeney, my bad. My Tim, Sweeney. Tim Sweeney said, quote, the big difference between Apple and Google is Apple didn't write anything down. And because they're a big vertically integrated monopoly, they don't do deals. Sorry, as you said already, don't do deals with developer and they just simply block at the technical level. But I, yeah, again, I just think that's so interesting that not only was it just kind of yeah. like the characteristic of Apple versus Google or Android rather as an open versus closed uh, ecosystem, but also they didn't write anything down because <laughs> they didn't and have And this also... This goes back to my point about the private versus public intentions in their statements. Like, um, you know, see, publicly, Google has been arguing very heavily that their terms, their GMS terms, their MATA, all these licensing agreements that they do benefit consumers. And they do. Because without them, you know, who knows whether or not if you bought an Android device from X OEM and you bought an Android device from Y OEM, whether or not they'd even be compatible with one another in terms of applications. Like, how much more work would developers have to do to support Android devices if there wasn't a set of common APIs and behavior across them, it'd be a lot more complicated. And also for consumers, if they didn't have a single app store to download apps from and like a single payment provider to, you know, buy apps and then do refunds and all that stuff, you know, it'd be a lot more complicated. A lot of consumers wouldn't like that. So yeah, there are benefits, like tangible benefits to developers and consumers. But, you know, if you look behind the scenes, peel back the layers and look at the internal communications, a lot of this was done to protect Google's dominance in the Play sure. Store and the Google Play in-app billing and their revenue. And that's a lot of what we, that's a lot of those internal communications were exposed as a result of this trial. And, and it made Google look really bad here. Whereas, as you've just brought up, when a lot of that communication wasn't exposed when Epic went to trial against Apple because um, they didn't really document a they lot of what we're saying. Yeah, they didn't Something to be account. said for not writing stuff down. It's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> take better notes yeah. or take yeah. better no notes. <laughs> or, just, or don't. Yeah. Or do, <laughs> don't yeah, take notes. Don't. Yeah. If you don't have to, don't. It, it's like you were saying earlier, Michelle, like the, the barrier to, like the price to entry of using iMessage like everything else is just a several hundred dollar phone. That's, that's a different argument than, you know, all of, you know, and unfortunately that becomes a simpler if, you know, wallet and, and a little bit capitalistic argument than, you know, this this other argument that we're having on the Google side. So it just it's just very interesting. Um as someone who has always lauded the openness of the Android platform, it's like, oh, it's kind of running a running a front of the cat the enterprise part of Google. So And I, I I think one thing that I've also kind of been thinking about this is just the fact that being a monopoly is not inherently illegal. It is not illegal to be a monopoly, be a monopoly or have 100%. a monopoly. Yep. It is illegal to do illegal things to become or remain <laughs> a, a monopoly. <laughs> and so when you take a look at Apple and its really tight, closed ecosystem, which is what everybody loves about Apple, there are no competitors. So Apple is just like playing the game with itself. It's just the way it is. If it's a monopoly, it's because that's just... That's its gar- it, that's its garden and it's tending to it and it never it never acted on the thought that it was being competitive to you know opening up its playfield for others to kind of 
compete against it. Google took a very different approach here and then found itself in a position to really need to do all of these things to make sure that it stays powerful in all of these different ways. And I think at the end of the day, that's what really, you know, drew the ire in, in a case like this. Yep. hundred percent. Um, yeah, so we'll see what we'll see how it plays out, and we'll see what the ramifications are and the impact is. Um, twenty twenty four is going to be a little harder for Google. Um, I gotta say, yeah. I gotta say though, I I as we like normally when we finish the show on Tuesday night, on Wednesday we start planning the next show, and like on Thursday I was like, oh, we're gonna be talking about AI a lot next week, and here we are, we're almost halfway through the more almost like halfway through the show. We even touched on what I thought was gonna be the biggest news story, which is also yeah. coming from Google, right, Jason? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're not even halfway through the news yeah, exactly. block. This is, yeah. this is gonna be a long show, you guys. <laughs> yeah. But Jason, you've been while you weren't with us, uh, you've been you've been you've been diving into the world of AI, right? So Well, yeah, that's true. When when all about Android kind of went away, I started uh, working on an AI show at Twit, and so I got, you know, more and more I, I spent time getting deep into the weeds on AI. And then this was a really big week for Google uh, with AI. Uh, they got a lot of attention for their Gemini AI model, which was announced last week. Pretty powerful AI model. Um, three sizes, the Nano, which uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit, but that's uh, primarily for the mobile devices, uh, specifically the Pixel 8 Pro. There's the Pro version for Google's data centers via BARD. And then there's this Ultra that we have not seen yet that they say, quote, uh, exceeds the current state-of-the-art results in 30 of the 32 widely used academic benchmarks used in LLM research and development. So Google is like all about their Gemini. Um, but the the primary thing about this is that it's natively multimodal, which is a really big step up from uh, a lot of the other competitors, GPT-4 uh, specifically, that, that are using plugins to do this sort of thing. And multimodal essentially means varied modes like voice chat, cameras, that sort of stuff all together to produce the best possible answer. So uh, Gemini is, and specifically the nano version, is a big deal because it's going to be on-device, right? It's an AI model built for on-device tasks. That's why it's uh, launching on the 8 Pro. It's a focused version of the larger Gemini model down into a, a mobile version. And, um, you know, Dave Burke was pretty excited about this. He said Android's the first mobile OS to ship state-of-the-art hardware-accelerated LLM as a system service. So, which, yeah, I mean, you know, Google's in a really great position, I feel like, with, you know, the the the, um, the chips that they're creating for these mobile devices, all the stuff that they're doing in AI, being able to take those models and shrink them down. We're going to start in the next couple of years to get into the, you know, get beyond the, the like, circus tricks stage that we've been in for the last year, let's say, of like, oh, just think what you can get AI to do. I can make, you know, turn this picture into something that, you know, we can never seen have never seen before and we're going to start to get into what we thought assistant would be able to do but on steroids you know what i mean like and it that's all coming into the mobile phone and i think google's just in a really uh, great position to do that and that's not even touching on you know the 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 version of this that you get in bard or eventually you know that that ultra version that's going to really uh, potentially wow people at least so so thinks google so 
Yeah. I feel like this kind of ties back into the Pixel made uh, the Pixel event back in what month was that? And then it seems like I think that was one of the low key things that that they sort of announced but didn't get a lot of attention was oh these you know we've created a subset focused model everything is on device and it's kind of like they almost mentioned it and it was it's it's like that news like that gets a little bit diluted when you're in a hardware event because the shiny mm. like tangible things are easier. But I yeah. I kind of just liked hearing this announcement and like oh is this what they were talking about then or this is what they were intimating and of course a lot of a lot in the ai world has happened between now and then but yeah it was really really yeah. cool to see that kind of like still like all the connections being made like google's been working on this it's not just like they pulled this out of thin air to respond yeah. to whatever is happening well and google google also i should say did not do itself any favors with how it announced this like it got a lot of attention but they released this video that when you watch the video like i remember the first time i saw the video without the context i was like Holy crap, like that's really impressive. I like this is going to be like it, it really it 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 showed me what I could envision a smartphone being able to do in a year's time with that kind of capability. And then after the fact, you know, it kind of was came to light that it was the way it was shot was not very truthful. Like yes, it, the AI could do all of these things in the video, but the video really makes it seem like this guy is like having a conversation with the AI and with no thought whatsoever the AI is just giving him exactly the right answer at the right time and it's really, you know, this total wow presentation. And then you realize oh, it was based on screenshots and actually it was a text conversation and they overdubbed the guy later and it's like, you know, didn't need to do any of that like the the model was impressive as it was like now you've just kind of like pulled some of the oxygen out of the room a little bit around it but well but to be fair they were a bit transparent in how that video was filmed they like published a detailed blog post that goes like step by yeah. step and what they were showing off yeah yeah and then part that's that's I, that's where production if you if you're if you're paying attention yeah then then you see that yeah. but i think a lot of people see the video and they go oh my good which which you know fair enough i think it's a good point that you bring up it really is on the you know on the part of the person kind of watching that video to not trust what you believe even google can hallucinate right yeah <laughs> i mean that, that's the cross-section between like marketing production and actual you know like and that and that's the tough challenge because like coming out of this and you know like i you know saw so many headlines where it's like google fake their video and blah 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 and like that's you know that's all people are gonna walk away from or remember which you know which you know nobody's really talking about like the video in the post where it's like you know gemini's explaining math and physics to people right like this is yeah you know like some of these were a little more technical demos but they weren't as marketing-y as as that was so yeah um so you can so uh it's this is in bard now right so Mm -hmm. you can use gemini gem gem it's so funny because gemini was the astro the astronauts and i just i just think of the movies about the astronauts where they say gemini Instead of Gemini, Gemini. Um, Gemini. There's, there's another accent thing for you, but yeah. So um, it's integrated into Bard, uh, so you can you can play with it uh, on there. And then, as Dave Burke, who's the VP of uh, Engineering uh, at Google for Android, um, outlined, there's a whole in the Android Developers Blog a whole thing about the new foundation of AI on Android, and it goes in and explains more about a, a Gemini Nano and um, uh, how it's being used on the Pixel 8 Pro, etc., and what it can do. Well, um, so the key, I think, the key the key point from this blog post is actually the fact that um, they're introducing a new system service called yeah. AI Core, which is what actually mm. downloads mm. and updates the model on device. And the benefit of this is that this is not only going to be limited to the Pixel 8 Pro. Google explicitly said that this is coming to other devices um, from Qualcomm, from MediaTek, from Samsung Silicon, uh, Samsung Semiconductor. So eventually we'll see other devices with the AI Core on board and also with access to Gemini Nano running on device. Yep. 
Very nice. Very cool. Well, we don't have to wait too long because even though there was a lot of you know kerfuffle about you know the validity and reality that was in the demo video, there actually are some ge- geminified, ge- geminized, 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 geminized features. <laughs> in the December 2023 pixel drop. So there actually are some very concrete ways for you if you have a pixel uh, to give Gemini a try. So there's actually a lot in the December 2023 pixel drop. So I'm not going to go through everything, but I think related to this conversation, Recorder is actually getting the Gemini, you know, Gemini to boost its, uh, to boost a feature called summarization. Basically, you know, and the fact is that Gemini, because Gemini is on device and it doesn't need, you know, network, you can, despite, you know, all of that, um, you can get uh, summaries of your recorder recordings and it, you know, uh, purports to be able to kind of summarize conversations, interviews, presentations, all kind of contexts, context, context, contexts, context. What's the plural on that? Context. Anyway, um, but yeah, again, and and you may, and again, the amazing thing is this is on device, so there's going to not be be the kind of latency that you might expect with certain kind of like you know round server round trips that you would have to make with some you know AI services, and it's offline, so that lends to the feeling that yeah, if your device is not le- if your data is not leaving your device, that's a little more towards the security and privacy of the user. Uh, one big caveat with Summarize for a quarter is that it's currently only available in English. And you're also going to get some Gemini, Gemini, Gemini in your Gboard. And Gboard is actually going to start leveraging Gemini for smart replies. You, it currently works with WhatsApp and it is going to be expanded to other messaging apps. Hey, look, a messaging app that everyone in the world actually uses, WhatsApp. Um, but what you're going to do is, again, be able to access this, again, on-device model, without the server round trip, without your device or without your data, rather leaving your device. Uh, And what Gemini will kind of assist with is creating high quality responses with conversational awareness. So the smart replies will, you know, again, as many LLM type features do be able to understand the context of your conversation at a little bit more kind of appropriate responses, suggestions, things like that. And there's a ton of AI stuff in the pixel drop. Um, But those are the Gemini specials, the Gemini December specials. Ge- there, is, there is actually one more major oh, caveat to the to the oh, recorder so, thing, yeah. besides only being a US only. Uh, well, because the, the Gemini Nano model is so small, mm-hmm. um, people have found out that you're very limited on how long of a transcript you can actually use it to summarize in. So like some people will try to use like a 20 minute transcript and it just refused to do it. And like it says, it only does like short to medium length transcripts. People find out it's like only a couple minutes long transcripts that it works on. So it's kind of been oh, a little disappointing on that front. That is super. Dis- summarize the last two minutes. Like <laughs> summarize everything. You're definitely not using it for. We're definitely yeah. not using it for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, summarize of... this podcast. It, it would have summarized like half of the first story at this point. Yeah. That that kind of like kind of puts a dent in being able to summarize conversations, interviews, and presentations. Many of those things are generally longer than two minutes. That's got to be a that's got to be a short term thing. Like uh, hopefully, yeah. I, I, how I, I, useful I should, is the feature if you? It's don't just it's just this is starting. This is they're right out of the yeah. gate, and we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Important to note also uh, on the uh, Pixel support forums, they posted uh, the availability of some of those functions per device, which I thought was really really handy. And and like so, if you if you're someone who owns a Pixel six A and you want to be like, oh, can I get Smart Reply and Gboard? Well, no, according to this, you can't currently. And you know, so knowing what you can get. 
for each of your device. Um, and you know, pretty much if we're scoring pixel eight pro wins, um, the only two that it didn't get are the things for the tablet, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, but, uh, I thought that was a nice handy, uh, you know, kind of yeah. reference point. So thank you to whoever posted that in like the sheet for this week, because just going through the pixel drop, uh, post, and I was trying to go through all the features. It's insane how many asterisks and footnotes there were because a lot of these things are only on Pixel 4 and above or only on Pixel 5 and above, mm-hmm. only on Pixel 8 Pro. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this drop. A lot of the stuff that was mentioned again in that Pixel event, like video boost, uh, night sight time lapse, photo on blur, those are all kind of starting to roll out. So if you were interested in any of those things that were mentioned, uh, take a look at the post, take a look at the chart to see if you are, if you are, you know, able to get those updates. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff with, you know, videography and computational photography, photo on blur works with your dogs and your cats now. Um, something I really liked because I have a pixel fold is that you can now get dual screen preview for your camera app. So while you're like behind the camera trying to like fuss with things, and this actually literally happened to me this weekend with my family, the, you know, the people that you were taking the photo of can actually see the same preview on the front screen. So they can kind of like adjust. So you don't have to be like Very nice. a little closer. That's so cool. A little yeah, closer. That is really nice. Um, there's a lot. Uh, oh, the Pixel Watch Unlock uh, is rolling out in the December Pixel Drop. We've talked about that several times in the past. So if for some reason you can't use the fingerprint unlock or your face is covered by a mask or for any other reason, if you have a Pixel Watch and it's nearby, that can be used to unlock your phone. Um, I think you're forgetting the most important one of all. Which one was the most important one? Uh, the combined oh, clock yes, and sorry. weather widget. Yes, it's relevant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. I forgot. I know our fam loves weather, Whoa. loves the weather. And yes. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the phone. Look at Jason's eyes lit up when he saw that widget. Yes. Both in the same yes, widget. You're, this you're is, gonna get your this is your amazing. Clock in one widget. Your weather and your clock. One, yeah. the one, the one widget to woo, 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 woo. One widget, one widget, one widget to woo Huawei. <laughs> There's also a a new repair mode feature that you haven't mentioned. Yeah, I'm gonna deep dive on that on my YouTube channel. By the way, we've been talking. Yes, uh, I know. uh, Yeah, (laughs) go ahead. How it works under the hood is kind of complicated, so uh, I I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. But this is basically the Pixel version of Samsung's maintenance mode feature. If you're familiar with that. And it's out finally. I know we've been talking about this and and zipping back in for it like the whole year, and now yeah, rolling out. and yeah, again, check go to go to the Pixel support page. Look at that chart if you're curious about any of these things, but have no idea if you had it because some of these things are tablet only features, some of these things are eight only features. So, yes, thank you, whoever who wrote that page, by the way, because it saved me a lot of like. By the way, this is only available on such and such and such. I, got, but, I gotta say real quick that that's a pretty substantial feature drop. It's like there's there's a lot of really. Cool I think stuff it's the biggest there. feature drop. Yeah, ever. yeah. And and it's kind of like finally delivering on a lot of stuff that we've heard of, which yeah. you know, and in, and in a good chunk too. I think it's it's I think it's a brilliant drop. I was a brilliant <laughs> drop. Wow, a brilliant drop. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I think the the f- kind of the further Google gets into this whole exploration and uh, you know. A, of AI and you know in this year 2023 slash 2024 the more consequential the feature drops are going to be like it because of all the all the things that you know we may look at AI and go oh wow I didn't know you could do that with a computer or do that easily usually it would take this many people or this much time or whatever all those like wow moments that we see with AI that's going to start kind of coming I think more rapidly into the mobile phone and and this is kind of an example of that right like at least half of that feature drop list was all related to Google's work with AI and I think that's just going to continue 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. But Google's not stopping there, are they, Michelle? <laughs> nope. Um, so for those of you who don't know, every single quarterly release, every single quarter, they do a Pixel feature drop. But on top of that, that new Pixel feature drop also brings an update to the underlying Android platform. The December feature drop brought Android 14 QPR 1, but the next Pixel feature drop will bring Android 14 QPR 2, and that's currently in beta. And Google just released a second beta for Android 14 QPR 2 the other day. And of course, I've been digging through it to find out what's new and upcoming and what Google's working on under the hood. So one of the biggest new features that Google's working on is built-in phishing protection. So this is kind of interesting. It seems like Google will be analyzing apps and seeing if they ask for things like if they have like a view or like a text view and they ask for things like your login information your password and they'll be comparing it against like a list of known apps that might be potential phishing targets and then potentially raising that up with google pay protect for scanning it's going to be an interesting to see if this is actually effective in any way um but you know hopefully it does protect some users against phishing attacks because you know you can lose a lot and if you're so if you're a victim of one of those uh, another very useful feature that people will be happy to have is the private space feature. So this feature allows you to hide apps from other users who have your phone. So those of you who have a Samsung phone will be familiar with the secure folder. This is basically Pixel's version of that feature. You can create a separate profile. You can install apps, whatever you want, onto that profile. You can hide it behind your lock, current lock screen or set a completely separate lock screen password for that private space. And then you can just, uh, you can also even hide it entirely from the launcher. Um, I have a full demo of how it works on the Android Police article that I wrote, if you want to take a look at that. Another feature that they're working on is the um, 
they're finally adding a drop-down menu for the Bluetooth quick setting tile. So those of you familiar with the internet panel, if you pull down your status bar, you tap the internet, you get this little drop-down without going into the settings menu to change your current internet connection. They're finally doing the same thing for Bluetooth. So if you have multiple Bluetooth devices paired, you can quickly switch between them without going to the full Bluetooth settings. Finally! I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I was traveling on a plane this weekend, and switching between headphones was just, why is it this hard? Sorry, just very excited. Very yeah, yeah. Excited. Uh, a couple of the other things they're doing, just a quick rundown. They're adding a notification cooldown feature that'll lower the volume whenever you get a spam of notifications from a single app. They're preparing to add a circle, draw a circle to search your screen feature. This will probably tie in with the Assistant with Bard feature whenever that launches. They're preparing to redesign the notification panel so that it looks better when you use your phone in landscape mode. Um, they're integrating, they're adding built-in support for app archiving because right now, only Google Play supports app archiving, and other app stores have to implement it themselves. Um, Google might be adding native support for it so that you can archive an app from within settings and potentially unarchive apps that were downloaded from other app stores that aren't Google Play. Um, they're also, they also, this is the one thing that I mentioned so far that is actually in the build as you install it, because everything else I mentioned is hidden. Um, but they added a share Wi-Fi button when you open the internet panel so that you can quickly share your current Wi-Fi credentials. And uh, yeah, that's, there's a whole lot of stuff that is in development and is not available by default. So if you want to see what those features are, check out the Android Police article that I wrote, which is going over every single hidden feature. Um, Ron shut it off a couple of times if you're watching the video feed. And uh, yeah, if, if you're not on the beta, you'll have to wait until March for this update to roll out to your device. And even then, there's no guarantee that any of the features I just talked about will be available in that release. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> no, it is a lot. <laughs> cool stuff, though. I mean, it's, it's neat to see the progress of stuff go from the QPR betas and then into the pixel drop and like see, and, you know, so you get it. And the only, the only challenge is, and especially if I was listening at home hearing this, I, I might, you know, Michelle, one of the things you, I, I might want that now. And the fact that I need to wait is frustrating. Um, but, you know, it'll get there eventually, right? Hopefully, uh, if wait. it gets through the gauntlet of testing and, and all that fun stuff, right? I like the notification cooldown idea. That's a, yes, that's a pretty sweet much. deal. So um, it's quieter and quieter. Cool. Uh, so real quickly, I know we're jam-packed on news and it's been a crazy week, yeah. but one thing I did want to notice uh, some folks, I saw this pop up on Android police, um, you know, about a potential, you know, a lot of us use password managers. Um, you know, I, I personally am, I'm on Bitwarden after the great last pass meltdown of early 2023. Was that 2023 or 2022? I forget when that was, but, um, um, but, uh, um 2022. Yeah. But so, uh, some yeah. researchers found a vulnerability, uh, among some Android, Android password managers um, that they're calling auto spill, which basically can allow malicious apps to steal credentials while using autofill. Um, these researchers tested the vulnerability across several devices, um, although it seems to be mainly on older models. Um, but several of the password managers are already addressing the vulnerability with some uh, advanced warnings to folks. So just a reminder that if you use a password manager, you know whether it's on OnePass or or, um, or if you're still using LastPass or what whatnot. Um, they they tested it on one password, LastPass Keeper, and NPass as well as Google. Um, and uh, you might just want to make sure that your stuff is you know being addressed, being updated for auto spill. Um, Bitwarden, Bitwarden actually uh, responded to the one that I do use and said Bitwarden was not listed in the research, has not been notified by the researchers that affects Bitwarden, um, but they're investigating and will address if needed. Um, just. 
be careful out there if you're using a password manager. That's all. Uh, you want to make sure that your stuff is as secure as possible. I still advocate the use of a password manager. Um, and it's great that these folks are, these security people are looking into vulnerabilities so that they can get buttoned up before malicious people get get to it. So uh, keep that in mind. So. Awesome. All right. Well, we've had a lot of news this week, but we have one more news item for you. And it's important because it's the patron pick of the week. So every week we pick three new stories for our patrons to vote on and the winning story we get to talk about. And this week, I don't know, it was kind of contentious. We had some stuff I thought was half decent in the running. Um, in last place is a story about fit, fit the Fitbit app readying Pixel 8 Pro thermometer sync integration because... No one knows what to do with a pixelate thermometer. Was hoping Fitbit might have an answer for it, but we're not talking about that. And we're not going to talk about how some Samsung phones are missing months of Google Play system updates. Although, yeah, if you have a Samsung, you might want to check on that. Sounds important. No, the winner of this week's patron pick is the fact that Google is working on a messaging editing feature in Google Messages. So this comes from good old um, person that inspects code, assemble debug, and assemble debug found a few feature flags, which seem to indicate that Google is working on adding message editing to messages. Now, there's no actual code or implementation yet. These are just feature flags, but it has a strong indication that you're going to be able to edit a message, load edit history. And of course, there's flags for presumably both sending out um, message editing and also processing other folks that you're speaking with through messages, um, edits. Now, RCS protocol does not support um, message editing by default, but that didn't stop Google, as many have noted, from you know implementing end-to-end encryption because that's not you know standard to RCS by default. Also, so look out for that yep. because we all know. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that this would this would be a great bit of functionality. What WhatsApp recently rolled this out to be able to edit your message um, after posting it, and that's a lifesaver because nothing drives me more crazy than a typo. Right. When you, you know, right. And so, um, and I do know that iMessage does support editing messages. So why not stay on parody? So, right? so, yeah, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this yeah, sounds it's like just an weird when I think about it though, like, wait a minute, that's an, because I'm used to thinking of Android messages as an SMS app. And as it becomes more of a more, SMS Jason. combined with messaging, then I guess those messaging features make more Jason, sense. Jason, I hate to yeah. treat you like Han Solo in the beginning of Return of the Jedi, but a lot has happened in the last six months with Google Messages, by the way. <laughs> I mean, we, might, we might need you to, to brief you on, on the RCS. No, I know you know all that. But, um, um, but yeah, I do think the important thing is that any messaging app that allows edit capability, let me know it was edited, though. That's the only thing yes. for transparency and clearness. And, and, and usually it's just that yeah. sort of thing. But like yeah. it, it's the, the way Slack does it where it says edited, like that's, that's a nice way of doing it. So. Um, mm. Excellent. Uh, well, you can do that. Uh, you can vote every week for a new story for us to talk about by signing up over on patreon.com slash Android Faithful. Um, we thank everybody who signed up. And it, listen, if you've been on the fence for signing up, uh, we, we got you, Jason. So come on, if you're, you know, if, if anything can get you to sign up for the Patreon, uh, hopefully supporting Jason joining us is, is enough to get you to jump uh, and join up at one of the levels. And when we want to thank a couple of our patrons, right? Yes, we do. We want to thank uh, Morgan Greenhalt, Greenhalt, sorry, Morgan, write in and let me know if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. And John Larson. So not only do you get Jason, but you also get, well, I mean, everybody gets Jason. That's like the free tier. <laughs> Um, but you also get your name read out, hopefully correctly, but if incorrectly, let us know. And thanks so much to our patrons for supporting us on this, our 23rd episode of Android. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. 
Well, finally, an hour into the show, let's talk about some hardware. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. This show could have been just news. But no, Asus had to come around and start teasing the pants off of the ROG Phone 8. We have decided it is ROG, right? It's I swear ROG. Every Juan, single Juan time it comes us, up, yeah. I question myself. Rog. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always say, want to say ROG. I will say ROG until the end of time. But yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> believe me, I wanted to say ROG. And then I had to like Google it and be like, okay, fine, <laughs> ROG. ROG Phone 8. Um, apparently, there will be a lot more details. Uh, because we don't really have any details at this point. Uh, coming at 2024, a consumer electronics show, which is at this point mere weeks away, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. But this is specifically January 8th, 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, so a little less than a full month away. Asus is touting a brand new camera system. Uh, going beyond just the gaming capabilities of the phone. And then um, they've set up a blind camera test site a site where you can go and it puts up three different photos and you got to go through and like you know vote for which photo you think is the best and everything and then at the end of that whole process you're rewarded with a look at two of the phones just the backs of two of the phones and which which yeah. let's do the voting now live for our, our audio listeners we went to oh so the the url is just is brilliant so it's rog-blind-camera-test.asus.com. Uh, so it just rolls off. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So rog-blind-camera-test.asus.com with hyphens. Um, but oh uh, so the first picture. That is a nightmare URL. So the first picture is a portrait of a woman. Uh, one's yeah, dark, one's a little mid-range, one's a little brighter. Which one do we, which, which, which one do we like the best there? Oh, God. Squashed through compression of online streaming. Um <laughs> I don't know the yeah the right one I guess I I have a lot of glare from my lights I would pick the right one just because I can barely see the first two we'll go with the right one all right okay all right so then just a warning Ron there are lots of there are lots of art I don't think we're gonna get through all of them so do it on your do it on your own time I just wanted to see the thing but yeah so very cool you do that like a number of times. Middle. Yeah, middle. I don't like the fact that when you click on the photo you prefer, oh, it gives like a crosshairs on what? it. Like a, like your sh- yeah, that is a little, a little weird. I, I, what do you expect? It's, it's, it's a gamer ROG. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a gaming yeah. phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is fun. No, oh. we're, we're we're Rod's blasting through yeah, this. Okay, no. maybe we will get through it. I can, okay. Rod's like, I'm committing to the bit. I'm committing. You commit to the bit. Uh, I'm pretty. I got a good eye. I might have bad ears, but I got okay. a good eye. But anyway, yeah. Well, you got the source also. Like we're all looking at it through the horrible internet compression. Yeah. Um, so, do they have any pictures of dudes? I'm just no. saying. Like anytime they show a person, it's mm. a woman's. You know. Thank you. All right, here we go for taking part. Their gamer. Uh, so they give you a, a. We get an image of the phone here, uh, and it's it's just, it's sleek looking. That's for sure. It's got a. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely looks a little different. Yeah. You've still got that little LED logo-y thing, you know, to to bring home that no, this is still a gaming phone. You got to have your flashy LED on the back. Um, but yeah, I think the design is a little a little bit more subdued, a little bit less gamey, yeah. more streamlined. So it's amazing because RG has never been subtle as a kind of sub brand of ASUS. It's it's like in your face. In we your game. Face. Yeah, yeah so. it look, look, looks like a nice phone. Pro- probably the best. Uh, the most appealing design that I've personally seen from an ROG phone, I thought, because sometimes they feel really like overtly, I'm a gamer. That's the point, Jason. I, well, we- I know that's the point. That, that That's my point is that this looks a little less like that. And I'm more inclined to be like, okay, I like it now. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, what else was there about their... Oh, just, uh, yeah, they, they've basically that we're going to see it soon because uh, Bluetooth <laughs> SIG cert, uh, certification website was updated for the ROG uh, Phone 8, the 8 Pro, the 8 Pro Ultimate, also the Zen Phone, which mm. if you wondered if the Zen Phone um, lineup had met its demise with the 10, well, you would be wrong because the Bluetooth SIG cert shows uh, the 11 Ultra appearing there as well. Is that just going to be a yearly rumor that they're killing the Zen phone line and we're going to have to just like uh, dispel the rumor <laughs> and use the same? What was it, Michelle, you, was it, did you like to use the, the about the Zen phone, the rumors of yeah, something greatly exaggerated? Sorry, never mind. Never <laughs> oh, mind. Yeah, the deaths of the, I guess uh, it, it was some phrase. But yeah, I think what's interesting is the fact that they're calling it the Ultra, Zenfone 11 Ultra. I wonder if that means it'll be a compact phone, like Zenfone 9, Zenfone 10, or if it'll be a bigger phone this year. Ultra, yeah, really makes it seem like it's, it's going to be bigger. Yep. Super. Super indeed. Um, all right, well, uh, Jason, blast from the, the AAA pass. Uh, do you remember uh, managing one of the – it's been X number of days since OnePlus had a marketing mishap? Yeah, the uh, billboard that we had out on Highway 101. Yep, exactly. That, uh, would drive so by I think we had to go out there, manually flip the number. It was a pain in the butt. <laughs> but we, but we did it. We, did, we, did, we were committed to the bit. But um, we're very bullish on OnePlus these days. I think OnePlus is doing a great job. Um, but I do think we might have to institute an X number of days since OnePlus had any sort of mishap because, sure enough, uh, caught off the heels of last week's uh, announcement release in China of the OnePlus 12, um, someone bought a OnePlus 12 that had a bug in it. And we're not talking like a code bug or a, or, you know, something not working. It was a literal actual bug in the bezel of the phone uh, that it's hard to see for our video viewers uh, that are watching. I'll try to zoom in on the photo, but it's a tiny little bug. a little spider. There it is, a tiny little spider spider there there. right in the corner of the phone (laughs) um, that looks to somehow have gotten through QA. Um, And yeah, there's a bug in there, so... Yeah, think think like dinosaur DNA kind of like thing going on in there. Yeah. Like it's it's in like the clear uh, bezel. Like it, it looks like That's, it was like poured into there. That incident of the bug was part of like a broader controversy in China um, about people complaining about build quality issues on the OnePlus 12. Yeah. Kind of like there's like gaps and like it kind of feels shot. I didn't exactly read all the complaints. I just I just heard about it because um, there's a lot of reporting on it. Hopefully, when this phone launches. In the U.S. or North America and Europe, it doesn't have these issues, but this is concerning bugs. to see, and hopefully they do fix it. Yeah, it doesn't have any bugs. It doesn't have any bugs yeah. when it launches <laughs> one, in the U.S. One would yeah. hope, at least. One hope. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. Wow. I don't know. I personally, I want the OnePlus phone with a with a bug that's suspended in, you know, in cryogenic amber. form. You're, you're, you're going to pull the DNA. Trying and you're to start yeah. a Jurassic or Jurassic <laughs> yes. theme park. Exactly. Oh. oh, is that your new business idea now that you're <laughs> that's free? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I, <laughs> okay. I'm just workshopping it here. All right. You know, so... Let me know. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our hardware. Thankfully, it was a quiet week in hardware because uh, it is getting to the end of the year and we are pre-CES. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, with that, let's get into apps. And, Michelle, you got the, the, the next yeah. update. So. And speaking of bugs, hopefully this um, new operating system from Samsung won't have many bugs to talk <laughs> about when it launches. So One UI 6.1 has been leaked, and this is expected to be the OS version that will launch with the Galaxy S24 series next month. And it should roll out to other Samsung devices afterward, and it'll be based on Android 14, just like the existing One UI 6.0. But what will One UI 6.1 bring? Apparently, a lot of AI-focused features. Um, one of the things that is interesting is the 
AI wallpaper generation feature, which looks like it's a straight rip from Pixel 8 onto the Galaxy S24. Now, obviously, I don't think like they're making a direct clone of it. I think Google is actually working with Samsung and preloading their app. That's what it looks like to me. Um, there's also a whole bunch of other AI-related features like um, weather and portrait effects for the lock screen. You can like add rainy effects and other stuff on top of your lock screen wallpaper and your um, live wallpaper. There's a ability to relocate objects and scenes and then expand photos beyond its borders with AI. Um, we saw this similar feature from Qualcomm showing off at the Tech Summit. They were doing a demo on their Snapdragon 8 Gen 3, but it looks like Samsung is actually bringing this to life on their devices. Um, you can use AI to organize messy notes in the Samsung Notes app and make them more organized and cleaner overall. You can have a live translate during calls feature so that you can automatically in real time translate um, when you're speaking to someone on the phone. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's we saw that leaked. We saw that leaked a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was leaked. I think that was maybe. Or did also Samsung show it? Samsung? Samsung showed it off, or somehow didn't they? They were like show. I I remember a couple of weeks ago. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did yeah, talk about yeah, it before. Yeah. yeah. So. There's some other things like being able to isolate your voice and audio in lighter environments, moving subjects from one image to another, um, enhanced battery protection features, and new animations. Because for some reason, people really love teasing with the animations whenever they have a new One UI version. Um, but this looks like to be a pretty substantial release from Samsung, and um, hopefully they'll talk about all this stuff when they launch the Galaxy S24 series. All right. Cool. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? We got um, some updates to the personal safety app, a new opt-in feature a new, with a new update that's uh, aimed at uh, for those Unfortunate, and hopefully they never happen, but those unfortunate times when you have to call 911. And this is essentially um, a way for you to enter in you know, your details ahead of time that you want to be shared with first responders. So things like na your name, of course, allergies, uh, emergency contacts, pre-existing medical conditions, things like that. So when you call 911 and you know, maybe you're in a situation I'll, I'll stop referring to it as if it's you because I don't think this is going to happen to you and I don't want it to happen to you. But someone calls 911 and at the, that point um, of dispatch, they will receive all of this information given that you've opted into this feature. Dang it, I'm saying you again um, on the device to share with them. At that point, because, you know, a person calling 911 might not be in a position to talk, to say anything, and it's still really important to share as much information as possible in that situation. So uh, available for Pixel 4 through the 8 Pro series, as well as the Nothing Phone 1 uh, that have the personal safety app installed. Personal safety app, pretty uh, pretty cool feature, I think, for that, that Google's brought out in the last handful of years. I think it's cool. got some really good Definitely. stuff in there. Let's hope you never have to use it, Jason, or Michelle, yeah, or Wayne, exactly. or me, or anyone. Yeah, but it's good to know anyone. it's in there. Um, yes. We haven't talked a lot about it, only because it's, it's I don't know, I, I mean, on one hand, I was like, it's super depressing and lame, but the other hand, I'm like, eh, maybe we don't really need it. But uh, Google Podcasts uh, is going to be shutting down in April. Um, Google has a, 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 has uh, shared the end, the end of life point, and I guess, I mean, I guess I suppose we could, since, Jason, since you're here, yeah. Oh, you have it. <laughs> See, I didn't know you had it on the board. Oh yeah, was... no, we've we've been we've been working oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. It oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Google Podcasts nice. will be stop working in April. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't yeah, have an yeah, elegant fade out there, the unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so as early as April April 2024. Um, and so if you like podcasts and you want to stay inside the Google ecosystem, YouTube Music, unfortunately, will be your option of choice. I don't say unfortunate. I'm sorry. There are a lot of hard people working on it. I'm sure they're working, they're doing good stuff in there. Um, but they're going to be uh, enabling the ability for you to export your subscriptions to YouTube Music. Um, so when you go to Google Podcasts, you're going to see a big banner on there. Uh, and then you can transfer your subscriptions uh, to YouTube Music. Um, and basically for podcasts that aren't available on YouTube, they're telling folks uh, that they'll be able to add the shows directly via the podcast RSS feed. So they're really making an attempt to give you the ability to still subscribe to your podcast that you listen to uh, just in the YouTube music app. So um, I, you know, it's very easy to play taps and to, and to shit on this and kind of, you know, like, blah, like, you know, but like, you know, I don't know, but on the other hand, when we launched, there was a lot of people asking for the show on Google Podcasts. I look at sure. I look at my podcast data for this show, for my other shows. People are using it, do use it. Um, so we'll be curious to see what this migration does look like. Just because I don't use it doesn't mean that everyone uses it. You should use Pocket Casts. But um, uh, sorry, shameless plug for, for our friends at Pocket Casts. But um, yeah, it, so it's going away. So be prepared. Trans- transfer your stuff to YouTube Music. Give it a shot in YouTube Music. Don't let me crapping all over it get in the way of uh, what you choose to do. <laughs> So, um, but hey, at least they're consolidating everything into one app, right? For audio, for now, right? So, and, right, now. and giving you tools, yeah, so. and giving you tools, exactly, exactly. So the next messaging app will have a podcast component built in. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> no. So. All right, um, when what do you got now? First? Yeah, and we're gonna leave off with everyone's favorite kind of app, a weather app. Okay, so this is a little bit of a misnomer. We don't actually have a dedicated app yet for that. You know, very sexily redesigned Google Weather Experience, which is a Pixel only. But if you do have a Pixel, you won't get a dedicated app, but you will get the next best thing, which is a dedicated shortcut to the weather screen from the app grid. So this is going to be different Thank than God. the shortcut that you get from like the usual widgets menu, which has like the Google apps badge because it's part of Google apps. Usually when you do a shortcut, you know, it has a little badge showing you where that app came from. Uh, video stream users can see it there. Now you just get a nice plain old, you know, weather, weather icon. And I mean, I would argue, I know there's no dedicated app, but, if it if the shortcut looks like an app and launches like an app, What's the, it's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that it's because guess what? It's better than trying to find the four pixels in the little status bar up top where I actually get the weather versus my calendar, <laughs> which again so is true. not accessible. Oh Someone needs to fix that. Um, just publish, just publish a shortcut. Just yes. publish this shortcut on Google Play so people can search for not it hard. and then launch it. Not hard. Like, yeah. It's I don't understand. Yeah. Um, oh, by the I mean, way, uh, when you said this was pixel exclusive, the the weather is it? Is it experience, not? but it's not. It's it's been rolling out. I guess a bit slowly, really slowly, really say, slowly. Okay, to so other it's not, devices. It's not pixel exclusive, but you know, don't don't count your weather. Don't don't count your clouds until they appear. <laughs> until on they, the <laughs> don't count your clouds, oh, man. <laughs> I don't count your clouds until they rain. Until the, I don't. That's know. good. Don't count your clouds until they rain. I will. Don't, cloud, don't count your clouds until. While it rains. we're on the favorite topic of weather, I will give. Google kudos and that the new weather experience, even though I miss my froggy friend, um, uh, although he's still there on the main screen, I'm looking at the 10 day forecast screen. Um, the, the added, um, the wind direction, humidity, UV pressure, sunrise, mm-hmm. sunset. I found myself referring to all this stuff when I, in the previous experience, I wasn't because they weren't, um, they weren't bubbling it back up. Um, and in fact, we had a horrible, horrible, um, rainstorm the other night that unfortunately caused a lot of, uh, flooding in my basement. I've been dealing with that. Um, Ugh. and I actually mm-hmm. was sitting there 
on the Google app refreshing to see the precipitation levels through the night because I had to like keep the basement from flooding. And so I needed to see when it was going to be heavy rain versus not. And it was really handy. It really did the job. So good job. Uh, it is good job. Google on I weather. Like Lord knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. We don't need a dedicated app. We'll just, we'll just, we just need this, um, which technical note, I don't know why they didn't do before because you can have a single code base and single app have multiple launchers yeah. like this. So it looks like multiple apps. So, that's all we need. That's all we need. Right. So yay, it's it's coming, hopefully to more people. I don't Let's know, do it. Um, but it's here. Y'all love weather. Go check it out. I have it now. <laughs> it's awesome. Very cool. So there you go. All right, well, let's go to wrap it up for apps. I know we're running long, but since Jason said you're back, do you want to do a couple emails? Show let's it. do yeah. it. All right. Um, and as always, everyone, uh, you can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We love hearing from you. We've already had some great topics. We're going to revisit one topic in a little bit. Um, but yeah, email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. Michelle, you got the first email. And the first email is from Charles from San Antonio, who wrote in to say, really enjoying the new show from day one. I was so happy that, I'm assuming you meant to say y'all, continued doing the show after AAA went away. My question is, when will the Pixel Fold get the update that the beta program is getting? I love my Pixel Fold and want the settings beta has. Thanks for the great show and continuing being Android faithful. Thank you for writing in, Charles from Andrew- San Antonio. Um, so I know we talked about we, anything, we talked about that later with QPR too, but like that's a great distinction. Like, when is your phone getting yeah. an update? Unfortunately, <laughs> like my advice in this scenario, if you really want to just sideload the update, mm. like you don't have to unlock your phone or wipe your data to sideload it. Um, just waiting for your phone to get the update. You could wait. You could get it immediately. You could get it in days. You could get it in weeks. Maybe Google pulls or delays the update, and they don't publicly announce that. And then you got to wait even longer. If you're on a carrier, you got to wait longer. You don't know. Like, if you want the update now and you really want it, you're like tech savvy enough to care and follow these updates and these news. I would just sideload it. I will say, Charles, that I don't know when this update appeared for me on my Pixel Fold, but I do have a pending update. My battery is too low, and I'm on during and during the show, I don't want to update my phone. Um, but maybe I don't know. Refresh tonight because I just I did not notice it, but there I have go. one now. My Pixel Fold. It's, so it's like it's those. like the surprise. It's like the surprise Christmas or birthday or Hanukkah. You know, it's like oh look, there's an update. Great, <laughs> like you get excited and you see what you might have it. So there it is. Um, all right, Jason. I, I don't have the fold, but I'm checking for update anyways. Just I just I checked my watch to oh, see hey. if I missed an update, update, and I'm up to date. But it says the latest update I have is October, um, which I guess is the latest for the the watch. Um, <laughs> Where's the update? I'm checking. I'm checking. No, Yo, you just got to press the button, Michelle. All you have to do is press the button. Is, All you have is to it do under is system? It. Yeah, it is. Right. Live. Yeah. System. System update. I am. My system is up to date as of November fifth. Is there a newer one? No, it's not yet. Oh, right, the boy, Pixel your drop. system is so up to date. Check Ron. for update. I, don't... I am on the beta program though, so oh, yeah. I'm with yeah. you, man. Oh wait, so. preparing system update. I'm literally getting it as we oh. as we speak. It is preparing the system well, update. I, I better Weird. plug in so I can join the update. So there you go. Party. A live system update. There it is. All right. Oh, um, that's how we do it on this show. Jason, you well, you yeah. give it. Oh, yeah, you still swirl. Oh, okay. Now I'm the only one not getting the update. <laughs> Me and Charles swirling, twirling. Okay, well, I'm just going to hold this up while I do. <laughs> All right, you want to do the next email? Yeah, I got the next email. Long-time listener to Android Faithful and the old show, and sometimes caller Rob Schertzer here from often moist Vancouver, British Columbia. Moist is just not a word you need to use, Rob. <laughs> I'm just 
Same. Um, and host of the Talking About Glaucoma podcast. There, you got your plug. It looks like Google Play, and I think he meant Google Play Movies and TV, yep. is heading to Killed by Google Heaven based on this email I received. They refer to it as simplifying how customers access purchased movies and TV shows, though I'm not clear on how this is simple. I'm guessing that by next week's show, you already have this as a story, but here I go anyway. For TVs and streaming devices powered by Android TVs, there will be a shop tab in the your library row for cable boxes and set top boxes powered by android tv and also on web browsers all purchased movies and tv shows will be in the youtube app had i not opened this email today i would never know that this was all happening on january 17th 2024 great to hear you back on the air thank you for writing in rob he sent, in, and, he sent uh, in some screenshots yeah. of his email explaining it um which is you know very complicated and confusing, but I understand like, this is the mess they're in yeah. now, right? And um, and to your point, Jason, that we're finally saying the news that we're finally saying about a Google Play movies and TV, which means I probably should do this as well. So goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, Google Play movies and TV. I hardly used you. Mm-hmm. See you later. This uh, this this taps has is a little nasally. It is, yeah. We might need to find it. Right. Listen, listen, I did my best like, while you were gone, Jason. All right, I did my best. Um, although this is, yeah, you need to get better horn players in this piece. This has been a two taps episode, which is uh, impressive. Yeah. yeah, so double tap. Yeah, so if double if taps. you purchase stuff from Google Play TV movies, you might want to look in your email, pay attention to this stuff. Changes are coming on January seventeenth, twenty twenty four. Right. There you go. All right. And our last email revisits the ongoing saga of Chrome tabs uh, uh, with Jason. uh, If if your phone is updating, maybe you can still access Chrome. But uh, Eric DiStefano uh, from Roseville, Michigan, writes in and said, so I guess I'm the only one that sets all of my apps to always load links in Chrome rather than each each app's internal browser. For this reason, every time I open a link anywhere, for the most part, is launched in a new tab by default. So much my tab count is always so high that my tab count pretty much always displays the happy face, meaning it can dis- meaning more than it can display in the tiny box. Every so often, I go through and close all the tabs, but I don't really worry about it too much. I figured I would just share since you asked. Thanks for the awesome show and keep up the great work. Um, and he said in a screenshot of his little, and you can see there the little happy face in the upper right-hand corner because uh, he had too many tabs to open. Um, but not to be... Uh, whatever, not to be outdone. Um, uh, Ebo wrote in and said, hi to the faithfuls. A few months ago, I noticed my tabs in Chrome are gone. I shrugged it off and considered it a tab bankruptcy. A few weeks ago, I discovered that all my tabs are still there just in another Chrome window. I currently have 88 tabs open and on the old Chrome window, 768 tabs. It's only growing with time, even though I sometimes close tabs. Sincerely, your faithful listener, Ebo. So 768 tabs is, I think, the highest number we've seen yet. Um, Jason, how many tabs do you have open on your Chrome on your phone right now? I just looked 64. Okay, not too bad. That's manageable. Yeah. Respectable number, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. So winner, winner, chicken dinner, seven sixty eight. That, yeah, that's that's Brilliant. our that's our biggest number as of now. I forgot what the previous record is. I really should keep track of these things if I want to keep revisiting it. So I'll work on that in twenty twenty four. We can put we can add a field on the on the sh- on the show sheet. <laughs> exactly. Days since last uh one one plus ev- event or and and then yep. biggest tabs. I will say it is it is okay. extremely therapeutic to go through and close tabs. Like I do enjoy it just doing feels that. Like work to me. I think I'm down. Da- well, the, well, the like thing work. is, you can't, you can't do that if you have more than twenty because it, it does it is work. Currently, right now, I'm at four. 
So that tells you. I, okay. Yeah, so, um, and one of them, one of them happens to be a uh, Google search results of rainbow birthday cakes because my kid's birthday is coming up. My son said he wants a rainbow cake, so now I got to figure that out. So, does he watch this show? Did you just spoil no? He does surprise. If he's not in bed right now, then I've got bigger problems in <laughs> the show. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, Jason. Your first official show back as a co-host of Android yeah. Faithful. How did it feel to be back in Woo-hoo. the back in the seat? It was it was like riding a bike. Just got back of that bike and start pedaling. I, I, you know, I think in a couple of weeks I'll, I'll be more like along the ride of the current kind of wave of Android news. Cause there's the major topics and then the, there's the minor ones that I'm like, um, yeah, I haven't been following that one for a while. Yeah. So I think it's only gonna take me a couple of weeks, but it's great to be back. This is so much fun. It's awesome hanging out with you guys. I oh, love it. So where can people find you? Um, well, raygun.fun is a little short URL I created that rhymes, uh, that just kind of takes you to a place that has a bunch of different links. Um, what's next for me, you know, my Substack, all my socials, will you, some music, it's all Will there. you be adding the show to this page? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I will. Now that, now that the announcement has been made. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to have you back, Jason. I, uh, yeah. Great uh, to have, yeah. great to be back. Although Thank I you. think I'm not sure Michelle might be, I think he's secretly, uh, dreading your return. Yeah. I, I, can, I can feel <laughs> daggers right now. Um, all right. So, uh, Wynn, why don't you tell us where people can find you? Yeah. So I am an Android developer is my day job, although I'm a little more independent, right at this minute like many people here um and you can find my talks uh, associated code and video on my website randomlytyping.com on the socials which is pretty much instagram these days so if you really want to like you know i don't know say hi or just check out what i'm doing uh i'm at queen code monkey on instagram sometimes threads occasionally other places but yeah you know, i'll just say instagram if you really want to find me and michelle i was just kidding about jason before by the way um I'm going to say, are mommy and daddy fighting? <laughs> we all love Jason. Jason, don't believe anything Michelle said about you. Oh, it was all, yeah. I heard Michelle all. say it, okay. Oh. That's real. I want to build some tension between these boxes here. You know? We need a soap opera. Manufactured drama. Yes. All right, so Michelle, where can folks find you, sir? Don't you know I'm everywhere. Twix, Threads, Mastodon, Telegram, Reddit, Discord, at Michelle Ramon. And if you want to support my work, you can find me at patreon.com slash Michelle Ramon because it takes a lot of effort to dig into every Android release and find out what's new. As you can see, there's a whole laundry list of stuff. Google is constantly keeping me on my toes. So um, it's a never-ending battle between um, myself and whatever Google's working on. And it's a fun one. And uh, yeah, check it out if you want to find out what's coming new in Android. Right on, right on. Um, and for me, I often don't talk about actually on, on Android Faithful that much, but uh, if you are into pinball, please check out uh, Scorbit, which is a great project I've been working on for several years now at scorebit.io. Um, and we've got a mobile app in the Google Play Store um, working on a uh, maintenance update uh, that coming out this month on it. Uh, but it's a great way to track your pinball scores uh, if you like pinball. So uh, we work very hard on it. We hope people enjoy it. It is niche, but it's fun. So check it out. Um, we also have an iOS app, too, in case you're on an iPhone. Some of our listeners are on iPhones, by the way. We have people written in who said that they are iOS users, yet they enjoy the banter of the show. So 
And we love you all just as yeah, much. Exactly. Indeed. So um, excellent. So check all that out at scorebit.io. Um, and of course, our home on the internet is at androidfaithful.com for this very show. You can go there to find links to our Patreon where you can support us. Please help us uh, keep the sh- keep the lights on at the show, especially now that we got to start paying Jason. You think he's cheap? Come on, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, you find all the links to subscribe. Every episode gets uh, has a has a individual page where you can see the pre- uh, the episode's video as well as all the show notes, links, and stuff like that. It's all at androidfaithful.com, and we thank everybody for going there. We thank Thank everybody for supporting us on Patreon. You guys are the best. Uh, Android Faithful streams live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the DTNS YouTube and Twitch channels. Um, and we release the podcast on your podcast catcher every Tuesday night. Uh, we will see you next time for our, our last episode of 2023. Uh, until then, we're the Android Faithful. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.